my man. Yes, sir. <laughs> What's going How are on? you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm uh, I'm hanging in. Our weather's changing. It's getting it's fall now, and uh, uh, I got warmer clothes on, so I'm hanging in there. How are you? I'm pretty good, man. I'm pretty good. The weather here is a little warm. Just today's a little weird, at least where I stay. You know, um, it's 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 starting to get a little cold, but. Um, it's summer, you know, it's spring, so we're about to jump into it. And yeah, but generally, I'm good, man. We're hanging in. The world is what it is, so we got to hang in. Exactly. And, and uh, you guys have been hit hard with shutdowns left and right. So shout out to my team based in South Africa. We got two people, but uh, every yeah. day something's happening. So hang in there. We'll all, we'll all get through it, right? Man, we have to. We have to, you know, especially... What I know is that miracles happen when people come together, you know. So um, if everybody kind of realizes what's going on out here, because I speak on behalf of every artist to say this is not the most ideal situation. Not a lot of us are getting the work that we, that, you know, you get a song this big and then out of that you get work this small, you know, uh, just because of how the country is based and, and, and all these restrictions and everything, you know. But like you said, I like how we started it. We're hanging in, bro. We're hanging in. Exactly. But question, so, you, so you, at least your fans know who I am. Um, I own a, a liquor company. So Bel Air, Bamboo, McQueen, Vion, uh, Past yes, Brands, sir. Ace, and Doucet. Shout, yes, thank you. Thank you. Celebrate. Um, Let's celebrate. The world is what it is, but we can celebrate. I, I, I'm ahead of you. I already, I got the glass poured. I'm ready. How's that? I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Give me a couple minutes. <laughs> so yes, so I, I started this series, which is called Self Made, and I, I get to interview just mega talents like you, like Ross, like Post Malone, um, uh, Wiz, Wayne, everybody. And what I like to focus on is is what I what I call the up and coming up and the up the ups the coming up side, which is the hardest side. So I start out with everybody the same, and we'll start out. What is question? What does self made mean to you? Um, it's it's. I think for me, it's more what you get governed by. You know what governs you as a human being. Um, I, I I understand that it's it's. I mean, when you once you define yourself as made it means you made it to a certain point um that you used to desire and now you're at right uh, but now self-made means you got there playing by your rules you know playing by um sort of your morals and your ethics and just not switching it up for anything or any reason sticking to who you are as a human being and as an artist and because that's all i can speak on you know as an artist and you stick to that and what you believe in i think when you get to that point um, that you were aiming for, then I think it's self-made if it's stuck to the things you believed in when you were starting up and coming up, you know, because I feel like the road to the top has a lot of people and, 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 and generally you meet people and some of these people want to, want to kind of, you know, influence your decision-making and say something and have an opinion about this and have an opinion about that, which makes it easier for the artist to lose his way. So if you do not lose your way, and you make it to where you were going, for me, that's how you self-made, you know. Um, it's not an amount of money. It's not an amount of it. It's just the process. If the process is by the guidelines that you believe in, you're self-made to me. How, how did you know? You just brought up something. When I was speaking about it at, at Rick Ross's house. He had a conference over the weekend. How, do you, how does one make that decision that it's not about the money? 
I think that decision, the unfortunate part about it is that I think that's, that, that decision comes in when you've seen a little money, you know, when, when you've seen a little money come in, then you go, maybe this is not, and it's not as fulfilling. <laughs> then you start thinking, okay, I need more fulfillment. Then you start realizing as you go that the fulfillment is not really the money. The money is just something that comes in, especially if it's, if you're doing something. I mean, if, 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 if I'm going to strike a deal with you, um, on any way, shape or form, and it's not about art and it's not about anything. We're literally making a transaction. I'm saying, I give you 300 bucks. I'm investing in this. I need it to come back as 350. Right? That's literally about money. Right. But with, with being an artist and investing yourself and your emotions and your feelings into something, um, the, the fulfillment doesn't, is not the money. The fulfillment is how it makes everybody else feel. And more importantly, how it makes you feel, you know, if you're satisfied about who you are as soon as you reach a certain point and you look at yourself in the mirror and you go, I'm proud of bro. I'm proud of dude. I'm proud of you. I'm happy um, about every step you've taken. Then for me, that's when that's the fulfillment that's bigger than the money. The money is a very important factor in, 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 in everything. I mean, we all after it, we all chase it. It's why we wake up in the morning. It's why we grind. It's why we hustle, you know, because that's just how the world is built. But if you're talking about, fulfillment and being happy and joy and things like that and being able to, to 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 look at yourself and go i'm content and i'm happy you know that that more than not is generally not money and i don't think that's a decision you make i think i think as soon as you see a little money you you start to see it as an amount you start it's just numbers it just becomes numbers and it just becomes this binary thing it's the matrix right um, and it doesn't really make anyone happy. So it's the things that then make you happy that start becoming more important than the money. But when you don't have money, you can't think. It's hard for one to think like that, you know? Yep. Is the story true that you dropped out at 16 and said, I want to do music? How, yeah, it's how does, true. How, how, what happened? I was, and, 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 and I wasn't a bad student, eh? <laughs> I was pretty decent. Um, I, was, I, was, I was really decent. And I liked some of the classes, you know, especially the English class um, or the language classes, because that's where I sort of kind of picked up um, the skills to kind of manipulate a language and to kind of, you know, turn it into rap music, you know. Um, and, and, and really, when I started falling in love with the music, I had to really talk to myself and be honest with myself and say, um, and I'm a kid, you know, I'm a kid, but I really had to tell myself the truth as a, at, a, at a young age and really pick out what I want to do with the rest of this life that I have. Um, and I knew what was making me happy. I knew exactly what I needed to do. So it's not a decision that was informed by extreme poverty. I wasn't extremely poor, you know, we weren't doing great, but we weren't, I, I wasn't, I wasn't extremely poor. This decision was informed by what I wanted to shape the rest of my life to be like and, and how I wanted to feel about what, what I was doing on a daily, you know. I had started rapping, I was in, in and out all sorts of studios and and I realized that this is what made me happy. The hardest part was telling the parents, because I'm sixteen, I'm not a parent. I need to I need to have that conversation, you know. Um and and that's when I got kicked out the house, you know. Uh, my mom was like, I'm not having that. You know, yeah, if you're not going to school, get out of here. And I went to go live in the studio. You know, I came back home with a record deal, you know, I was like, yo, um Slicker and Sugar Smacks uh, who are legendary sort of artists that are part of a group called Squatter Camp um, were the first ones to hear my demo and things. And I sent that to them. And when I went back home, I had a record deal, you know, um, but because I knew exactly what I wanted. I don't think, 
I think it's going to take me a long time to be that clear again about anything. You know, I knew. But, I don't but, know but, how I knew. Question, like, uh, that, that's what I want to, like, focus in on. How does one at 16 say, this is what I want to do? I know. What, what was influencing you? Who was, who was influencing you? Who were you listening to? Who did you want to be like? Yeah, I'm stubborn, right? I'm, I'm, I'm extremely stubborn. Um, uh, and, and I can't say it was the people around me that influenced me because I come from a place. Well, here in South Africa, we have um, a genre called kwaito that is an indigenous South African sound, right? And, and we have house music and we have all sorts of genres, you know? And at the time, when I was 16, hip-hop was really, you know, it was it was for the select few. It was very small, very niche. So I didn't have a lot of influence uh, with regards to that's a great decision. Go into hip hop; it's about to blow. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a conversation like that. It was really just me just saying to me as a kid, saying, and also please do note I did say I was stubborn. Me as a kid, um, I'm just saying this is what I want to do, mom. Then I tried to have the conversation with the family, and and I think what happened in my head was that. I figured, I tried to soccer, I, I play soccer. I'm a, I was a pretty decent soccer player, right? And the only reason I stopped playing soccer was because I felt like there were better soccer players, you know? Um, and when I went to school, there were smarter kids in school than yeah. me. But every time I did this rap thing, there was not a lot of guys that were better than me, you know? How, so like, but how, it, just on that, how did you know you were good at it? That then comes from people, right? Um, I didn't decide because I didn't even believe I was good until people started hearing what I was recording at home with a, a little sort of um, terrible microphone like they use in the helicopters. It was bad, right? So bad quality stuff. But every time I played it, people were, the reactions were always positive. So they started making me believe that this is something I could do, you know, because for me, it started off as just something I, I, I think I can do and that I like listening to. So I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it here at home and just record some things. But as soon as I played it for people, um, and people being, some of them are friends, um, but I think what got to me was the strangers who don't have any reason to say nice things about me, right? Sure. Who have absolutely no reason to say anything great about me, but as soon as they hear it, they start asking around, yo, who's that? What's that? What'd he say? You hear what he said? You know, that's when I started to kind of believe and kind of go, I could make something of this. You know, I could really be um, a rapper, rapper, you know? It's not, it wasn't a childhood dream. I'm 16, I'm a child, but I'm not, not really like, you know, but as soon as people started believing it, that's when I also, that's what helped me believe um, that I could do it. And, and that's why I think till today, I still do it for, 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 for the pleasure of people. You know, I still, I, still, I still see it as a service to people instead of um, uh, sort of a thing that I want to get props for. The props are dope, but if the people are happy, I'm good, you know, just because I feel like it's them that made me believe it in the first place. When you said you, when you said you, you, you took your, was it a mixtape you took in? Yeah, the yeah, studio? Like a little demo. You see, we had, I'm, it was, it was before Google was a big, I mean, YouTube was a big thing and things. So I had to literally go send in a CD with songs, right? I didn't even know how many songs a demo should have. And I think on that CD, I had about 29 songs. <laughs> it was a bit too much. It was overkill. You know? So I figured as soon as they listened, they didn't have a choice. Um, and you, you literally, you went in with it? You, they listened in front of you? No. What had happened was this, right? So when, when we got there, um, we first have to explain ourselves because we didn't even set up an appointment. We just found out an address and we just drove up. And, and they said, 
yo, we're not looking to sign anyone. You know, we just had a, a bad situation with an artist and we, we're really not, we're not looking to sign anyone. So we're not even trying to listen, you know, because we're telling you our position right now. Our position is that no matter how good, we're just not looking to go sure. that way. Um, so I left the CD of mine um, and it had, a, it had numbers on it. Um, I remember I was with a guy called Max um, and we're, we're a small little company trying to do our thing in the hood, you know. And, and we left the CD. And about two, three days later, um, Max got a call. And then he, he comes to my, Max is the guy I worked with who was pretty much producing half the stuff. Um, and he comes to the house and like, yo, Slicker called. And I said, oh, okay. But he says he's going to call in like five minutes. All right, shut. And then Slicker calls and he said, yo, bro, we found that CD lying around somewhere. And um, Slicker's guy at the time, his name is JJ, he decided to take the CD and pop it in the whip while they were driving and, and he pressed play. And I think what Slicker heard kind of, what they heard blew their minds. And they went, yo, we're gonna go against everything we have decided to do as an entire company and go, we said we weren't working with anyone, but there's no way we're not giving this a shot. You know what I mean? Um, so, and, and, and that's really how it happened for me. So it kind of happened, I had to get up from home um, and we caught a cab and we had to go there, right? Um, and, and we had to literally, strive for it and go get it you know it wasn't it wasn't from the comfort of our homes you couldn't set up the lighting you could you can't set this up right you're gonna go there you're gonna take a chance and and we came back home um hanging our heads because they said they weren't looking to sign and then they made the mistake of listening right? and as soon as they listened what they heard they're like yo bro let me tell you let's work and 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 i mean that's the beginning of question and that's that's and from then on i've just been I started following them around on stage and I'm opening up for Squatter Camp. I'm opening up for Slicker on his solo stuff. I'm opening up for Smacks. I'm on these stages. I'm meeting all my idols. Uh, I'm meeting Pro Kid. I'm meeting Flower. I'm meeting, I'm meeting everyone. I'm in the game, you know? Did, did it feel, it, it, ha it happened quickly. Don't you agree? From the point of, of me dropping off the CD, yeah. But from there, there's, there's an entire story from before that of many years of trying to get this right, you know. But from the point of me dropping off the CD and me being able to perform in the big stage, that was quick. But to the point of me then making people believe in what I can do, regardless of the platform that I'm on. You know, it was quick for me to get on the big stage because Slicker gave me a shot. Sirius Max gave me a shot. Squatter Camp gave me a shot, right? But you got you to do something believe, with that. Yeah, I got to do something with that. Yep. That took a time also. That took a lot of time and that took a lot of figuring out. That took a lot of, you know, we had to see the game, see me, what my sound is like, what fits where, um, do I change or do I stay the same? You know, so I tried a lot of things. And I think eventually when I decided to just be myself and just go, yo, I'm going to rap the way I rap. I'm not going to try to fit into what they have decided is the sound. Yeah. And uh, that's and what it clicked. What... Uh... Because it, it's to me, it's it, what you're about to say, what you just said is relevant to anybody. What changed where you realized, you know what, I got to stop listening to others and I got to I got to just whatever move I make is going to be my decision. Like what happened that made you say that? I think I, 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 I didn't listen to to the music and, and to the stuff we're putting out. I mean, at the time, the big thing that I had was I was a very... I was based on punchlines, right? I was a very big punchline rapper. So every second line is a punchline. Every So the, the beat would always drop so that everyone can hear the line, you know? 
And at some point, that stopped being fun for me. It's the, I didn't see that as music anymore. I started seeing it as I'm just I'm just yapping about about I'm just saying some cool shit on the side. You know, it's it's not it's, it doesn't invoke any emotion. It doesn't it doesn't do anything. And it as much as it's in my language and and it and and the people that I grew up with understand it. It's not about anything. You know, and as soon as I made everything about something and about where I'm from, about me, about how I came up, about how I grew up, about my love for rap music, about my love for the hood. My, as soon as I got all of that in, that's when people then started clicking and going, because at first they, they opened their eyes because they can see talented. But what's, what is he about? Yep. You know, and as soon as I started talking about what I'm really about as a person, not as a person trying to fit into this thing, just me as a guy, I'm really about this. Everybody literally just went, okay, that's interesting. Let's hear that, you know, which is also something I try to say to whenever I get a chance to speak to any artist that's coming up. I'm like, it's dope. A lot of the guys are talented, but what are you about? You yep. know, what, what, what's further than that? What's behind these curtains, you know, because everybody's dope. Everybody's amazing. You know, but it's the story and it's the authenticity of that story that that makes all the difference. So with 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 Dakar two, why why do you think that had such huge success? What was the storytelling that made that so special? It's exactly that. Like I think from coming up, I was uh, Dakar two was twenty sixteen, so I'd been in the game for like ten years. By the time the cartoon drop, which is the most successful drop I've ever, it's the most successful thing I've ever done in my entire career, right? And and but I was ten years in, ten years mainstream, ten years post squatter camp, right? Yeah. Not, not the not not the hours I was putting in when I was just coming up, like really when started on radio, people know the name. It took ten years to get to the cartoon. Yeah. Right. Um. And when he did, I was already a person who was content with who I was. You know, I was like, well, at least personally, you know, and, 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 and I started putting that into the music. That's what made it easier for people to fall in love with because the, they felt like what they related to is not a forced message. They're not relating to a forced message. They're not relating to some cool shit that they feel they need to start a hashtag for or this, that, and the third. They just feel like this is some authentic shit. This guy, he, he seems like an authentic guy. You know, he's a real person. So they connected deeper than just, um, dopeness, deeper than just dope lyrics, dope beats. They connected to me as a human being, you know, uh, because also in that album, I talk about everything from, from my family, how the family started, how none of it was planned, how this, you know. So they they grew with me, you know, and some of them were from 10 years ago. Some of them I got at the drop of the cartoon, you know, and, and, and but when the story was told and when the story was being embraced and listened to, it was a story of a person they felt they knew not a person they thought was dope. It was a person they felt they knew, regardless of how dope. You could have another favorite rapper that wasn't me, but as soon as you bumped the car too, you knew that that was your favorite shit to bump. D d having, having so much success with that album, is it hard to, uh, to back it up with the next? Is it hard to keep, like, that's its, almost you want to treat that as that's its own thing. I can't follow yeah. that. Everything I do yeah. from here on, it's not. It's not based on that. It's you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. It's it's first. I want to answer you straight with the first question. It's definitely hard, um, and that's why I don't even try to do that. 
<laughs> I ain't even trying to sort of make another Descartes tool. I'm not even trying to replicate any of this stuff, or at least I try. I mean, a lot of it is really how I have taught myself how to make music. So you will hear this and that that's taken from what people would say is Descartes tool. And it was taken from something else and something before that, you know? So it is hard. It is tough, but that's not what I think about. I'm not trying to beat it. I think it serves its purpose, not even just for me, just for South African hip-hop and, 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 and African hip-hop in general. It played its role. It did its thing. I'm not trying to make another one of those. I am trying to, because I always challenge myself, I am trying to make another sort of big impact album, um, hopefully sounding like how, what I think now, because that's 2016, right? That's That's, that's, I'm a lot different. I got a new child now. I'm, I'm married now. You know, there's there's many things to touch on and talk about that are that that weren't the things that inspired the cartoon, right? And I have to embrace those things. So I can't really try and copy an album that is not inspired by what I'm going through now. So yeah. I, I'll ask. I want to ask a different question because I'm pushing. Yeah. Uh, not pushing. It's easy. Um, I, I, we're trying to. We are trying to promote the the idea of more U.S. artists collaborating with African artists. Yeah. And um, I've had all these conversations with, with Rick Ross and his whole team. You've done collabs. You did a collab with Ross. You did a collab with Wale. Yeah. How, yeah. How, how positive of an effect can that have on an artist in Africa? It's, a, it's, it's, it's huge, you know, because I think what we want generally as a continent and as a people is just, is to be seen, right? Mm. And by that, I don't mean... So, and what plays a role is that when we take what we do, because we feel and we know that what we do is original to us, right? And we feel like we want to share this to the world, right? So with that said, and, and also inspire ourselves also. This is why the approach with, with all these features that I've done was to not necessarily, well, not go to the States and shoot videos and do all the content that side was to try to bring the guys this side. Yeah. Because it's bigger than just yep. what I'm going to go experience out there. It's more about that kid that's going to wake up um, who lives next to my grandmother's house where we shooting a video with Rick Ross and he's just waking up. He thinks it's a normal Wednesday and he walks, he wakes up, he looks to the right. That's literally Rick Ross, you know? Sure. So that kid, anything is possible, you know? Tomorrow it could be a UFO watch and then it could be a, a UFO shuttle that's landed uh, or he could be president or he could, you know, it, it makes the possibilities endless generally for the people that are here. And it also gives us an opportunity to share what we do with the rest of the world, you know, because we, we unfortunately live in a world where we're so divided um, in terms of um, culture, you know, which is why yep. I appreciate hip hop so much because hip hop tries and brings it all together you know well music generally you know uh, but we're so divided in terms of culture so what we hope for then what what these sort of features and everything does is that it tells the story of africa to americans yep. to europeans yep. to everybody you know and 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 we try to help it grow i mean there's guys who are doing an incredible incredible job at that i mean you, you there's whiz kids your burner boys your the message is all the same that africa is making this type of music that the world needs to hear and 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 whether it's through features or the longer the longer route of 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 everybody will eventually get to listen either or it's going to happen that the world will eventually listen and know and fall in love and respect 
and understand that this is the original way of making music whenever yep. they hear South African or African artists in general. And that's pretty much the, the essence of trying to it, put everything together. It, it, what are you, what, what are you working on now? What's, whether it's music or your next goal? Um, right now, I worked on music just to kind of, that kind of described, you know, we went through a massive lockdown and, 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 and like I was saying, there was very minimal work and things like that. So um, I made an album just about sort of that time or that was inspired at least by that time, you know, and, and having gone through that, you know. So I, I, pulled, I pulled away from a lot of things, pulled away a lot from social media, pulled away from a lot of things. I, we, had, we had a thing going on. Um, we had this company and that sort of didn't quite work out. So um, there's a lot of things that I had to kind of redo, you know, and rework um, and work on from a personal point of view to also the work side and the team and who do you got who's on, on which side. But generally, and now I'm like, oh, it's summer, it's spring, it's about to be. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm putting out a lot of music that's going to be coming out now, you know, and, and there's also pretty dope collaborations that I wanted to put into the previous work you know uh that we're in conversation about and that i'm going to put in into the next work so my goal now is literally to 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 carry on where i with I've, I've always felt like my purpose is to is to sort of inspire more than be be you know be be hailed or be guarded or be called this guy it's, it's really to and with regardless of what you do so i'm going to continue doing that but obviously my tool is music so i'm going to make it reach places that it ain't never been. So what I want to do is exactly what um, a WizKid's doing, is exactly what a Burner Boy's doing, is exactly what an Ecstasy's doing, is exactly what a, a Vocalistic is doing. You know what I mean? Like um, in terms of at least making sure that the music goes as far as it can, um, as authentically as possible. Yeah. So um, my goals are still on music. Um, my goals are still on connecting the world with music. You know, um, I like what the Shoma Josie and, and, and everybody, the things that they're doing are incredible. I want to be a part of that and I want to join into that sort of um, thing of, of making sure we connect all these worlds uh, through through this music and, 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 and through the talent. And we plug in the newer guys, you know. I'm no longer the newest guy in hip hop right now. So mine is to open these doors and, 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 and try to take these platforms as high as possible. So the story is not necessarily about Cuesta, but when the goal is then to, 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 to take as many people further than I've ever gone. You know? it, 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 give, me, give me two or three names of people, shout out, that, that supported you, who's been there with you uh, throughout. Hmm. Um, and you you want me to give you names of people that might be known or just no no just people that have yeah. been you know in your corner the whole time through the good and the bad who've been there. Yo man, um, there's there's there was the good and the bad in the beginning, and then there's the new good and the bad. But I mean, I've worked with I've been, I've been fortunate enough to work with people um, that that cared about the same things I cared about in terms of music, you know. So with regards to people having been in my corner for as long as it got us to where it got us, I mean, first of all, first of all, there's the family, there's moms, right, who, who after came me out the house, finally understood and said, go get it, right? So, so shout out to moms, you know, in the beginning. And then there's Slicker and Sugar Smacks um, and, and Squatter Camp as a crew, you know, um, who really put me on and really, 
I mean, I'm not, I'm not any of the guys' cousin or distant cousin or yep, nothing. Yep. There's no reason to do that. Yep. They just appreciated it and just did it. So shout out to Slicker and Sugar Smacks. Um, I worked with a guy called Nota, you know. Um, shout out to Nota for everything he's putting into everything we've been able to do. There's Leroy also who I worked with. And shout out to him and everything. And then there's also a crew that I worked with called Africa's Most Southern, right? Um, AMS, you know. Um, and those guys were the guys that kind of gave me an opportunity to record in the first place, you know, um, because I didn't have the studio. Like I said, I was recording with some call center, terrible, terrible mic, right? Um, <laughs> and, and they provided the, the right things. And that's who I went with to go to Slicker, actually, to, to get that deal, you know. And there's also, mo and most importantly, one of the most important things and people that have been in my corner. Um, a friend of mine took me in when... My mom threw me out, right? Uh, we love hip-hop together. I remember he, he, I went to the shops with him to go buy an album of another artist, and then we found another artist. So we didn't end up buying that one album. We bought another one. And that's the artist who changed my life. He's the late pro kid, right? Um, we were bumping, and I, we bought that, and that thing changed my entire outlook on rap and my entire rap. And, and this guy's just always been there for me. He opened his home. I lived with him and all those things, and he supported me. Um, and his name is Umkolo, and... And I really appreciate that guy with all my heart. So, uh, last question, and I have, I'm curious. At what point did your mom say, "You know what? I was wrong. You were right. You can make, you can do this." When, when, what was that groceries. moment? I started buying groceries. Really? <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, I think, I think she also. My mom's a school teacher, right? Um, so, so when when she went to the schools, when she went to work, right? all these kids will start talking because now I'm buzzing a little bit in the street. So obviously my mom doesn't know because she's not in that, she's not plugged in like that. Um, and they start having these conversations. Yo, we heard a song from your son. Yo, we heard this. We heard your son does this. We heard, so these, these conversations, she'd come back and ask me, and I'm like, why are people just talking like this and this, that, and the third? It's, they saying so many nice things about you. You know, they saying such dope things about you and it's, they praising your name what is this thing? What's going on? You know? <laughs> and, and yeah, you know, so it wasn't, it's even before the money. And I think when she saw people's appreciation and also saw how fulfilled I looked and how happy I looked, I think she saw her child again in, 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 in her talking to me about this. And I think that's when she felt she didn't have a choice, but to accept it, you know, and go, all right, let's pray. Let's, let's, we'll pray about it. And then we'll go in, we'll support you in any way you need. Uh, and so, all I needed was the freedom to do it. So uh, your son or daughter at 16 says, I want to go do music. I'm going to quit everything. What do you do? <laughs> oh, damn. It's crazy. Um, whew. I, I, I'd have to give him an honest ear, him or her. Well, I have daughters, right? I have to give her an honest ear and, and listen to what she's doing from, not from a father's point of view, from a, is this good? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I, I really have to give it that. And if it's really dope, if I feel like, whew, this is amazing. And I play for a couple of my people because I might be biased and they say it's amazing. Then, you know, um, I don't, I will never be one that will block that from, from, from any of my loved ones. So I'd allow her to do it really. Um, it'll be a hard pill to swallow, but um, also it must make her happy and she must be good at it. That's it. That's all. That's all I'd really ask. I love it. 
Cuesta, mm -hmm. I, I, I uh, uh, you're iconic. Your voice is iconic. Um, I appreciate you sharing your stories with me um, and hearing kind of the upside, which is uh, I, the balls it takes to do that at 16. And sometimes at that at that age, when you think about it, uh, you know, you're you're fearless because you don't know any better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. don't know any this better, but you're you're you keep doing it uh and you're going to keep doing it and you're going to keep building and be, be more bigger than you are today which is just awesome if there's anything i could possibly do for you please ask uh shout out from rick ross to you i told him he knows we're i'm uh uh, uh i'm interviewing you so he remembers 2019 yeah, shout out to ross man shout out to uh, ross he was my grandmother met ross and they had a bit of a conversation for like five minutes. That was super cool. It was it was really chill, but it was amazing. Ross is the best. He's the yeah, best. He's but I look forward to coming to South Africa. That's one of the places I have yet to be. And uh, as soon as this this we get over this crap, that's a place I, I desperately want to go. Uh, but if there's anything they can do, we'll please ask. There. Oh, yeah, it's going to happen. Uh, yeah. And I told uh, Pretty Ugly, do you know, you know him? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know. Yeah, so he's going to plan our party. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna plan our Where party. We're gonna That's do a big, amazing. big house party somewhere in, in, in somewhere, somewhere in, uh, in, in the city. So I'm looking forward yeah, to that. Dope. Oh, that's really dope. That's really dope, man. Shout out to Pretty. He's doing amazing. He also just dropped an album. It's called Sawyer. So make sure you go listen to that. But yeah, we pretty much from like the same area. We, we all from the east. So I appreciate Pretty very much, man. Perfect. Well, anything I can do, please ask. And uh, all the best. Stay healthy. Okay. I'll definitely ask, Brett. I will call you and, and I will I will pester you. Don't say that to me. I'm that guy. That's easy. That is Ross is right. too easy. Too easy. Safe Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Questa. Take care. Cheers. Thank you very much. Take care, bro.